Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Made with Love podcast. I'm your host, Mauricio Cardona. In this episode, Julian Caro from Mindhead Hunter and I will talk about self-fulfilling prophecies and how our beliefs dictate the outcomes of our companies. This episode was recorded on an Instagram live. Uh, so today, uh, should I introduce you yet another time? Uh, do you yeah. want to introduce yourself? Okay. Actually, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is I am a psychologist, uh, magister in criminology with physical psychology. I have plenty of experience in the clinical and also professional field in psychology. Uh, I know as well uh, of my headhunter, which is a human resource company with a particular way to, to see and understand business. And well, that's me. Marisa, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Um, well, I'm actually going to introduce myself since these this things are new, kind of. So, geez, to, to describe my background will be a bit hard. <laughs> uh, I don't come from any sort of, um, what's the word, um, formal education. Um, I, gee, this, this whole idea of, I was talking about this earlier, telling, telling your story. Like, it's very important. And, like, we don't know how to do it sometimes. Um, I come from a background of design and I opened, uh, I started this agency, Love, um, with a focus on brand strategy, basically trying to bring a more human side to things instead of just, you know, numbers and sheets and why not. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's my introduction. And that's us, basically. Uh, coming to the point, <laughs> we're discussing today. Um, I don't know. Let's begin with a introduction. Um, some of the reasons why we're going to talk about this. Why are we talking about this? Because you cut out right at the beginning. No, sorry. Uh, why? Some, I mean, explain some of the reasons why we want to discuss this topic, why we want to talk about it. Actually, today. to be to be very honest, and like to the topics I'm, I'm, I've chose so far and the ones I'm going to continue to choose are very self-serving. <laughs> I mean, things that I'm kind of, that I, I either I'm dealing with right now or, or that I have recently. Um, uh -huh. And it kind of goes side back to what we talked last stream about assumptions um yeah it pretty much i think it's kind of building up on that like based on those assumptions you create a world reality in which you know you say bad things are going to happen and then you unconsciously make sure everything happens so that story that particular story keeps going on um and actually to, to tie that up and close and 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 really give the reason um, for me, and I'm gonna try to share a little bit about my personal story today. Um, I come from uh, my 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 parents, my dad specifically, which was kind of my model to follow, from like like first 15 years of my life. Um, he was pretty much like defeated after like certain events that happened in his life. And I kind of grew up with that story of, of not, um, no matter what opportunities I had, no matter what I could do, no matter my, what my abilities were, none of that mattered. It's just like, it was this like drive or not drive, just this decision to not do anything with like with your life, right? I kind of grew, because he was like one of the smartest like people I know of. But like, he never 
got to do anything with it. He like started things and finished and like I grew up seeing that. Um, so I, I notice now, for instance, now that I'm like putting things out uh, from love, the other day, yesterday actually, uh, was the last day of this challenge I was doing for, for like building my brand. And the last of it was to show uh, type. And I put some po posters that uh, Pablo, the designer that did the branding, um, did. Uh, I put them up and I was like, damn, they're so nice. Like, I could, like, I could see this in, in a, as this like huge big thing, right? But uh, I never treated it like that. So I'm realizing that I've been doing this thing all along um, to myself, like not, like I, ha I have had the tools for a while now that I've just kind of set, set on them um, and not done anything with them. So that's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> and in fact, is the reason uh, why I mean, this fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecies are the reason why many businesses fail. And people, as we talked last week, most people have this tendency to think that the problem is the world. Instead of that, the reason is with ourselves. And it's beautiful because what you said, it could could sound like it's totally out of place because one thing is business and another thing is yourself. It's exactly the other way around. Um, usually, uh, I, 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 th th there's something. Th there, I can hear some echo of my voice. Mm, let me. I'm gonna unplug the headphones. That might work. Now, talk sound because I, 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 my, my voice was, was like Darth Vader's. Okay, but you still hear yourself. No, no, it's so much better now. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the, coming back to, to the point, um, we cannot separate uh, the business from who we are and, and, and I think that's uh, what you do with, with branding you you we, we were discussing this and what you do is aligning the personality of the person who's who's driving the business right with the business itself and every decision you make uh, is aligned to to the business and, and and to what you achieve and what you do if that makes sense yeah i mean uh, so, something as simple as as uh, give an order to to your colleague or to some i mean anyone who works in your company whoever it is and you give an order and the way you express that order the way you say to that person uh, what you do and how you do it, it makes a huge difference in how the businesses behave, and and what the and, and what the company does. And but but before to get to this point, I think we should start with what you said, the story. Don't you think? I mean, the personal background, the personal story. I think that's. That, 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 that's the main thing of, of a company. Every, I think every business and every entrepreneur has a personal story to start their business. Yeah. And it just starts growing and growing. And yeah. Today I was watching this interview. I actually found out about something that is very sad for me. And it's kind of gotten me down a little bit. I found out about it yesterday. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook of uh, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Mm -hmm. He's the founder of Sappos. Amazing company, right? Like you've probably 
if you're watching this video, you probably have heard like amazing things of, of like of Tony, Tony and, and Sapros and like the way they do it. Like that's truly their mission in life is to deliver happiness. Like in everything they do is like that's that's the that's the why, right? Um the the reason I was kind of sad is because yesterday I found out he died last year. And he died on my birthday. And I didn't know that. And it was like, oh, because like, I don't know, it's like such an amazing mind uh, and, and, and an amazing being, like all the things, because I'm listening and he's the one that narrates the book. And I'm like, this guy is awesome. So like that kind of hit me uh, bad a little bit, but like this interview is him and um, Simon Sinek, the author of uh, Start With Why. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about personal stories, right? Um, and they talk about how they had lunch once, like, and Simon asked Tony um, about the earliest, his earliest memory. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how when he was like four years old or, or something like that, he, he was like catching fireflies. Um, and like long story short, uh, Simon kind of connects that idea of his earliest memory. He basically asks him like, why do you think that's relevant? Why do you think you remember that and not anything else? And he goes on saying how he's still doing that. Like, capturing light and sharing it with others and like mm -hmm. people are like about to cry it's like such a beautiful moment like you should go watch the interview like just look it up Tony Shay and that's the spell of his last name is weird as H-S-I-E-H something like that's kind of weird to spell it uh, yeah and kind of yeah neck. great interview uh, but yeah, they talk about that, and like Simon Sinek is big in that, on, on why, start with why. Um, we come from this idea of basically, and I see this in startups, and I'm trying to start to understand it, the, this idea of starting first with the product, uh, then like thinking about the people, and then thinking about the brand. So you first make develop this product, then you find who, who and it takes like three years to, to do this, right? And then they get funding, there's all these things. And I'm like, why do you do that? I mean, I might be completely wrong, like that, or, cause I don't know about these things, right? But um, I'm kind of fixated on this idea that everything starts from within. It's like, if it's not right here, it's like, I don't think it's gonna be right over there. Like the if it's not if the why is not true, the what is not gonna work. And I think this is the the birthplace, and I think the first uh, point from today is what we believe makes the world we see. Uh, I mean. It doesn't matter if you believe in this or not. I mean, I don't care. This is how the mind works. No matter where you live, no matter what you think, no matter, no matter anything, what you believe, your beliefs are the way you perceive the world. And those beliefs uh, start growing up when you're, when you're a child. Those are the first beliefs. And funny thing, there's a, a brilliant uh, mind uh, I, I love. Uh, one of the best books I ever read, honestly, is The Emotion Machine by Marvin Minsky. Uh, he used to work for Toshiba. He used to program, uh, design programs and all that stuff. And he studied psychology as well to understand uh, how, how to make a, a software, I mean, an artificial emotion machine. Sounds weird. It sounds like sci-fi, but it, it, he did understood. He did understand uh, emotions so, so so 
precisely that he could uh, program an, an emotion machines. And what he says in this book is that every emotion is a way of thinking per se. Every single emotion is like a different um, brain or a different mind controlling your mind. It's a different, every, every single state of thinking is, is a different way of thinking, basically. And it's funny because when you take this to, to your childhood and you start thinking of you when you were a kid, you realize that most of your beliefs are not rational. Most of your beliefs grew up like a seed and, and they began from an emotion, from, from a feeling, from something you experience. I, I, uh, my partner and I, uh, we wrote uh, an article, we published it on, on our website of Mind talking about decision-making. And it was funny because we, we were talking about the, the myth of, of the rational decision-maker. And, and most entrepreneurs are thinking that what they think rationally is the world they see and is the way things work. But what Marvin Minsky say and what psychology has found is that there's no argument or there's no thought of the, of the reason that is not, uh, I don't know, that, that is not uh, making part of the realm of the emotion. Everything you think rationally, it has to be uh, side by side with an emotion which is the one that directs the attention like the origin really the origin of the attention what you feel is the, is what you perceive let's say uh, you're you're all chilled you're relaxing in your house and you're not thinking about danger you're just chilled and, and you're, you're not looking at, at sharp things. You're not paying attention to, to who's coming around because you're chilled. Mm -hmm. Whilst you're, uh, you're on the street walking by, I don't know, dangerous neighborhood, and you're feeling fear, and that fear is, is directing your attention to everything that can cause you harm, basically. And it's... It's, it's crazy because we, we don't we, we give for granted that that we're rational and the decisions we make are rational, but instead the decisions we make are based on emotions and those emotions are based on beliefs that grew up when we were kids. We were not able even to to think. We we were just feeling back then. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't even remember. I think it was on a call that I, that I was earlier today. Uh, we're talking about the reptilian, the limbic, and the, um, I guess, the peripheral frontal cortex. I don't, I don't remember yeah. the three names, right? Um, frontal, uh, limbic, and. Okay, yeah, reptilian. Oh, jeez. Uh, I forgot now. Okay. Is it reptilian? Brain? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the three faces. I, I just forgot one of them right now, sorry. So, um, basically the way I see it is that it goes, it's not the way I see it, it's literally science, it goes in that order, that's the, uh, the hierarchy. First goes your instinct, whatever comes first, like that's what you act on, then comes emotions from the Olympic, um, and then comes your... Uh, then you're a, then you think about it, right? Then you put the thoughts. I cannot pronounce the word. Your prefrontal cortex is the one that, that is actually uh, making the thoughts after all this process of emotion. But we think it's the origin, which is not at all. Um, no. And, 
and in fact, um, before making a business, we, we, before starting a business, we have to think about what we believe really. What, what are uh, what? Which ones are our, our actual beliefs? Right. And th th there's an author in psychology. His name is Jeffrey Young. He's from the CBT um, philosophy, let's say, a school of thought. And that call call Young's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's Young. Okay. This one is Jeffrey Young, like like when we were young, but not anymore. Anyway, okay. <laughs> now we're still young. Just kidding. Uh, and this guy, uh, he he states some beliefs. I mean, he he, he conceptualized a set of beliefs, uh, emotional beliefs, in fact, that direct our lives. Uh, and and determine what we do and who we are. And I think that's a birthplace before you start a business. It is. I mean, because I'm like having this conversation and also like relating it to my life, like things I've seen. Um, we, I don't know, I think we've been for way too long ignoring this whole spectrum and mm -hmm. being so convinced that that it's not like that, that we're super rational and why not? When you were talking about like how depending on the emotion, it's like a different brain. I was thinking like, like market crisis, right? It's like that would be the equivalent because you know, now there's no tigers running in the street. It's like, we don't have none of that. Um, yeah, yeah. And how, when that happens, then people get into that mentality of like trying to be super tactical about everything and like cut, like um, budget cuts and all this type of things. And how the, how it just happens naturally once that trigger happens. Um, it's pretty interesting to just to to be aware of that. I, I have an example, and it's one of the main examples I give. There's a belief uh, conceptualized by this guy, by Jeffrey Young. Uh, and let's say is uh, let's say vulnerability. So uh, there are the beliefs. I mean, there's a that the the first rule uh, we we talked about. Uh, today was that all beliefs must be confirmed. All beliefs create that reality because they must be confirmed. That's the way it works. There's no other way. Our brain is too lazy to think in an, in something different. So, so it's much easier to to just do what what I know to do. Same ground rules and just go off Yeah, yeah, and and it happens subconsciously. It happens uh, in the emotional realm. And let's say vulnerability. I, I believe I'm vulnerable. I believe I could be in danger or something bad could happen and I, ca and I have no resources or no, or, or no abilities to, to sort it out. But it's not, it's not a belief a rational belief per se is more a feeling. So you have three options to, to tackle this down, I mean, to confirm this belief. One, I believe I am vulnerable. And when I believe I'm vulnerable, I, I, I start to perceive uh, situations that are dangerous and start and start to confirm that I'm vulnerable. B. Uh, I I know I'm vulnerable. I'm always afraid, but I try to avoid the harmful things. I try to avoid the dangerous things. But for some reason, because that's the way life works. Uh, I have to go out, let's say, from my house. I have to leave my house to buy groceries, let's say. 
and in that and, and in that moment my my whole body language is telling everyone around me that I'm vulnerable and I am an easy target <laughs> and when I do this uh, well the the thief the or whoever wants right. to to yeah hurt me will do it because I am an easy target mm. Three, you compensate the belief by the second you confirm you're born you're vulnerable the third is to compensate and do exactly the opposite so I say I'm not vulnerable I know I, I'm not vulnerable at all I am strong no one no one and nothing can hurt me and I'm extremely powerful and in that same way I do really dangerous things and I get into complicated situations and bad things happen and I confirm I'm vulnerable because I'm not almighty. <laughs> basically. Right. You basically like just push it. Like this, yeah. It's, it's like this sense of control because I can relate to that one. But not necessarily in that context but like you're 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 expecting something bad to happen but since it hasn't happened then you push it so it happens earlier like, there you yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that's a self-fulfilling prophecy and we and if we apply this to businesses uh, i had uh, we had many clients and one of the most common beliefs is i'm not good enough mm. i'm not competent and they try really, really hard to to achieve their goals with the with their businesses, but for some reason they don't succeed. They they they, they still they're still uh, rumbling around, and they they survive in some cases, but they still are not successful as they want. And it's because the small decisions they make are driving them to self-fulfilling prophecies of they are not good enough and therefore they fail. The company fails. The decisions they make are wrong. The people they choose is not the right people. The business strategy is not the best strategy. If, and, any, hmm? if any strategy, like this point, they just go at it, right? Yeah. They and in fact, funny thing, they are aligned with their businesses. Their personality match their businesses, and therefore they fail. Yeah, actually, it's I just think there's such a thing as misaligned. You're always aligned. It's just like, what are you aligned with? It's like when you see like bad <laughs> couples, like you deserve each other. <laughs> like a bad business relationship. It's like you have this provider that's like giving you. Or, or, yeah, it happens in service-based uh, yeah, service businesses. I hear this a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, they're a nightmare client. It's like, yeah, but you're being a nightmare designer, lawyer, whatever it might be, because you're allowing it to happen. You're not, you're not setting ground rules. You're not telling them what's okay and what's not. You're not communicating at all. You're like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's like when someone is late to a meeting and you give that answer, that automatic answer. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> that's the first yeah. step. It's not okay, how can I fix it? And in fact, I think that's the only way to to cut up with the self-fulfilling prophecies. I mean, you, you, a belief can change. You can start believing something else, something different. But first, and, and it's exactly the same phrase we used last week with Jung's phrase. Uh, uh, this one is Carl Gustav Jung. Jung? Jung, Jung, Jung. Yeah, Carl Gustav Jung. And uh, if you're, uh, do you remember, how, how was it? Uh, if you call, if you're, if you don't realize your subconscious, if you don't see your subconscious, everything that happens to you, will, you will call it fate. If you don't, if you don't know your beliefs, you will call it fate. 
when indeed is your beliefs that what's creating reality and uh, your reality i mean you have to assume your responsibility on on all this this i think one of the best things i could have done ever business-wise probably the best decision i've taken so far is having another colleague in the business do strategy on love because when everything's on paper it's like now you cannot bullshit yourself it's like it's right there um and that concept of like not knowing that idea of belief and faith like thinking oh yeah it just happened it's like it could have happened to anybody etc etc it's kind of hard to take the fact that the, the, the entire like all responsibilities in, is in your hands that's it i mean you your bit your business might still fail but the way it would happen it would change dramatically exactly we uh, we, we were talking last week about um, how, how some beliefs could could be um, in conflict one to each other. We we call the we call that ego. And what what we have to do is, I mean, yeah, change our beliefs and start to perceive a different world. I mean, align our beliefs to what we rationally want and to our strategy, to our branding strategy, to our uh, organization. And, and I mean, we, we need to be aligned, but not, not aligned with our ego, but aligned with, with our love. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. That on point um, that's a lot a lot a lot of things that what I'm trying to get to is that if you try to rationalize way things it's gonna be really hard but if mm -hmm. you start from then it's like all these things there's so many things to a business they kind of become clear it's like this idea of everything falling into place Right? It's not that it's not hard anymore or that it's not work. It is. It just won't feel like like it. Mm -hmm. That's that's everything. Uh, yeah. Our personalities, honestly, I mean the the way we think, our more stable beliefs, they are everything to 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 what we do. And, and also I, I wanted to to point this out is that what we see, what we perceive is a reflect, is a projection. And in the same way, what we see, I mean, that projection is the best way to learn what we need to change, to change our beliefs. To, I mean, if you pay attention to that, it's quite it sounds quite easy. Sometimes it's not that easy, but if you if you at least have the willingness to to say, okay, let's say it's my responsibility, I'm going to see what I don't like in this reality. Let's say the way let's say um, I, I um, in, in the in the company we also wrote an article about this and a case study about the high um i don't know I, I i don't remember exactly the the term in english um but when when your 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 personal uh rotates too much i mean when, when you have too, too much rotation of your personal of your stuff and th there are many cases of uh, companies and entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs that 
suffer this problem in their companies and, and it's quite quite expensive to hire someone new every time they quit and if i mean if so if, if someone quits after two three four years that's okay i mean you can handle it but when you have to hire someone new every eight months it's very expensive and it's extremely expensive and you're losing money which is the point of a business i mean not losing money to get money <laughs> yeah yeah so to make money and you're losing it and this 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 case in particular uh well, well we, we we were discussing I'm gonna uh, post it uh, this next week in English, so so you can all read it. It's already in Spanish. Um, and and what happened with this specific specific case? It was that the the manager of the business had many problems uh, with assertive communication. He had many problems with with the way he think about people his the, his relationships were not good were not good at all were not adapt adaptative so people always quit after eight months and for him it was a nightmare for him it was a pain and after a little a literal um consulting session and some advices we provide he started to have changes and and he started to to see the improvement of his business because the staff he was hiring was lasting more than just eight months they were they were working there some of them are still working there and it happened like five five years ago which is impressive. I mean, uh, he, he was hiring someone different every eight months and now he has the same stuff from five years ago. That's, that's a huge improvement. And it's a lot of money he saved. And basically because of his beliefs, the way he thought about people was determine the way his business behaved. Uh, Tony, Tony Shea, actually in the interview, it's, it's, I think it's Simon, the one that talks about this, that whichever one it is, um, that companies, unfortunately enough, like most, uh, companies, um, treat, treat their employees are just hands. That's it. It's like they crush any, um, inspiration they might have like if you come with ideas and i've experienced this myself like like you see in your job and whatever you do day in and day out it's like and you start pointing out lots of things that could change you can make it better and you're like there's all these things and the way the old system is built the way most systems are built is that you have to go all the way up the chain of command and you only need one no and that's it your idea just vanishes is gone yeah yeah that's that's terrible it's like <clears throat> you like with google like i think gmail was born from this activities they do uh like several things they do like one of those i think they force the employees to like like every week or every so often. I know they, they, I don't know the time frame, but I know they, they have to do other things, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to prove it to their company. Um, and then within the company, they also like, I think they ideate for other departments that are not theirs and they can just share ideas. And like that's how Gmail was born, how Google Maps was born, like all these amazing things. Um, and you know, knowing that that companies actually like um, try to crush that in people, it's like that's sad. I, I even wonder, like, how are they even running? It's it, and funny thing, uh, because so, I, I think that there 
I mean, there might be some people watching us that say, but what about the businesses that began in the 20s, in the 30s, 40s, 50s? They were very successful. The thing is, uh, back then they were the only ones, first of all. And second of all, uh, they were manufacturing. And, and had no competence. They, 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 they didn't have any other company uh, running the same kind of business in the same place. So in that case, they, they, I mean, they, they could have the monopoly of everything, that, of every, every business in, in the country or even the world. But nowadays we have many, many entrepreneurs. We have many companies and, and we think that we are the only ones doing this. And now there are many other people doing the same. Yeah. What's going what's gonna to make the difference for you and your business to be successful and not the others? That's right. I forgot the rules of the game have completely changed. Yeah. Because like back then, if you think about the education system, I wonder if I said this last call or like when it's like uh, people think it's it's it doesn't work. It works and it works so well. It, we don't. It was simply designed for a different time, but it works perfectly. Like it does exactly what it was intended to do. That simply is not relevant anymore. But like back then. It was creating employees one after the other. It's like, you're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to say anything. You're not supposed to think. Just do whatever we tell you to do. Manufacture this, move this, all this, blah, 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 blah. That's it. Your hands. That's it. You're not brains. You're not heart. You're just hands. And that's, that's what was back then. The thing, every, everything that was needed. It's like mass production of things. And... That's it, you're not allowed to think, you're not allowed to, to speak up. And based on that, huge ass companies were built. It's like, do you want your company to be like that? No, and that stopped like idealizing the past because it was not uh, cool. <laughs> and also back then, I mean, people used to, I mean, it was very simple back then because people used to do the job. I mean, to manufacture things by hand. Nowadays, a robot can do it for, I don't know, a fraction of the price people used to do it back then. So what are we going to do or, or what strategies are we going to use to, to achieve, uh, I mean, to survive in the world, basically, because you need to, to produce and you need to, to eat and you need to work for that. Mm. <clears throat> And I think the only way now is to pay attention to exactly to, to that exact thing they were ignoring back then. And it's the mind, the brain, the, the person who's behind the eyes, thinking, processing, believing, and creating. I, I, I think that's hmm? I wonder if it's, if you said feeling, but definitely feeling. Yeah. And definitely feeling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that as well. Yeah, I, I, I would change it. Let, let me uh, restate it. The person continuing before thinking, uh, no, right after thinking, feeling, believing, and creating. Sounds much better. This is in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think for businesses and for entrepreneurs especially, now for yeah, I mean everyone must start to think what the, what reality are they creating? How are they fulfilling their prophecies? Are they really nice, good living prophecies, or they're just nightmares? Yeah, I think this is like a prompt for everybody. Like start writing, just in general, but more specifically. To this point, um, this has helped me like 
Aspetizer started doing this. Um, I didn't think of it as a prophecy per se, but um, I basically profile someone. Someone that mm -hmm. I keep needing, right? Um, to pretty much realize what is it that, that um, that's happening there. And more than that, I also made another profile. I just wrote down basically a character um, mm -hmm. I would like to start meeting. Because once I put it on paper, it's like I'm giving my brain context to recognize this, whatever it might be, into the world. Um, so I think that's very important for you, right? Whatever it might be, whatever you might want, or whatever you, you want to stop happening, it helps to have it somewhere else. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I think you cannot see it just on your own. You, have, you, you need someone to be the, the reflection of what you're saying. I think that's the place where, uh, for businesses, we as, as a company, I mean, your company and mine, uh, therapist, er, anything that, that could work professionally as a reflection for you to see these beliefs is crucial. It's necessary. Definitely. You need to kind of tie that uh, to the beginning about beliefs. Okay, you have to identify them, and then based on that, pretty much make an exhausted list of like, where can you find that? Exactly. Yeah, and and how it triggers everything. Yeah. I mean, understand how, how it triggers it. it. It's the same phrase from last week from Jung, honestly, is if you don't make your subconscious conscious, that was it. If you don't make your subconscious conscious, you, everything that happens to you, you will call it fate. That's the thing. I mean, there's no, there's no easier way to do it. There's no other way you cannot. You, you could pay a lot to anyone, whoever you want, to make you feel better or to make or, or to grow your business. But at the end, the only way for you to, to succeed is by making a, a better reality for you to, to understand yourself and to make better prophecies to confirm, better beliefs to be confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this also talked about this last time. This difference from playing finite and infinite games. And okay? what are mm -hmm. you trying, what are you aiming for? Because um, <clears throat> sure, you might work with the finite mentality with how things have been done. I mean, this this company still exists, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I truly believe that days are counted. Like that's mm -hmm. simply not sustainable. Um, it's like if, if you wanna work, if you wanna make a company, a brand and all of this with that mentality, geez, gotta help you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, about it, it makes sense why so many companies struggle so much and fight so much to keep the monopoly because to keep the monopoly because because it's the only way for them to survive mm -hmm. and with more aware customers with more aware consumers the new consumers they are not buying them anymore so they have to change their image they have to change uh, the directors the ceos because I mean, we're people is not buying that anymore. People is being more aware of their mind, and the beliefs that don't work are vanishing, are extinguishing, extinguishing each other. Extinguishing. Oh, jeez. My mind is is at a, is at at a specific speed, and my mouth is way slower than that. <laughs> yeah, get the feeling. Um, 
it sounds what you're saying is like all these companies now are kind of trying to fix their problems by putting a band-aid over it and it's like this pile of band-aids now <laughs> and it's like yeah that's not gonna cut it anymore um, which is gonna be wild like i'm there's you know like what netflix did for example to like blockbuster and like all these stories are like yeah i mean i'm not saying that all new companies are perfect good or like they're amazing but like it clearly shows that things are changing fast and shoot like people have to adapt I also like within that, but that's like an entire conversation uh, for another day. Is this idea? I mean, the bigger a company is, the harder it is for it to move, to shape, to change. And considering how fast things are moving, I'm not even sure if like companies are ever gonna get to be that big ever again. Exactly. How, how things are. Exactly, and I mean, and if you if you if you want a prophecy of the tendency of growth and how the business and how the the economical model is going to move it's easy it's just one word and you already have it love people is moving towards love period <laughs> if if there's a business a company that is not ethical is going to fail it, it's it, it's incredibly funny I, I was uh, looking few few months ago at the story of diamond companies, and diamonds were not uh, were in fact priceless. I mean, they, they had no price at all. Not not priceless because they were extremely good, but no, because they had no price at, at all. I mean, they were just rocks. Right. Yeah. Uh, and after a. Uh, uh, a publicity campaign uh, from I don't remember the company. They had the monopoly of of diamonds. They became extremely expensive. It was just an illusion. And now, I mean, it, it was in the 50s, 60s that uh, the business company was at his at its top. It was right on top of this. And nowadays, after after uh, Blood Diamonds, the movie, and after what people have realized, what it what, what's the price behind a diamond? What happens? What it does? And everything. Their business is going this way, and people is trying to get more. Uh, I mean, people still like diamonds, but they're aiming for diamonds uh, blood free. Mm. Which is unprofitable for them. Yeah, and, and ethical companies. Mm. And basically the companies that are making uh, diamonds in, in laboratories are the ones that are selling. I mean, th th their, their sales are, are increasing instead of decreasing as the, as the exploitation companies, the mining companies. It, it's basically you wonder because people I mean people don't want blood anymore there was uh, uh, Nestle I think it was please don't kill me uh, just kidding <laughs> but I, I think it was Nestle the, the, I'm not sure for, right or so, some of these huge companies uh, with monopoly and chocolates uh, they were enslaving uh, kids in Africa Properly slavery nowadays, and as soon as this scandal sh uh, showed up, their sales—I mean, their uh, their shares—started uh, to to decrease. And people is aiming instead of these huge companies is aiming for new markets uh, and people who fr from their own um, countries. Is is the, the people is aiming to to these new entrepreneurs that have uh, ethical and organic uh, processes? You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, this 
it's a, it's like a more personal. By the way, the live it's gonna end soon. Just heads up. I think at the hour mark, just like it's about to happen. But yeah, like people are shouldn't want to. You cannot see an organization as machinery. It's an organism. Organization. Yeah. And people are shooting more towards that, towards more community-based, not the baseless big brands. Um, and like this, all, all this, it, then it makes sense why, why all this um, startup mentality kind of came up to be. Um, and, and this whole agile idea of like making things fast and like being able to like kind of vomit companies one after the other and, and, and ideate and be creative and like keep exploring and putting things out there instead of just on this big one thing and like no innovation whatsoever, no creativity really, no soul, no heart, nothing. It's just hard money and that's it. Nothing matters. Um, it's like, I mean, money, it's always, not always, but still a currency, like, you know, we need it for, for quality of life, but... It's a resource. Right. But emotion, it's becoming <clears throat> even bigger, uh, a bigger currency. Yeah, and the the experience is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, go on. No, no, no. I, I was just, I, I was just saying that is is. People listening for experiences based on love is 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 the way the tendency of the market right now. People the, listening to love. Belonging to something to to know that yeah. you help um, the world like be a better place instead of. I, I love that about this generation. So I'm looking at this uh, Netflix series called The Politician. A lot of things in it, um, but. And then the second season now, and, and so there's two candidates, one that's young and talking about uh, the environment, and then uh, uh, they're running for, for Senate in New York, and then the old senator, and she's like basically a boomer, and they're showing how basically the old generation skips like not even half a fuck about the environment. They just keep destroying it and they just don't care about it, right? Because they were raised on that. Um, and they show like the how this character, the practically boomer, how she starts uh, like shifting her mindset, seeing how the young people are behaving and then seeing how she, how the people she considers heroes that save the planet and save everything are actually destroying it and actually the problem. And mm -hmm. like at the end, she votes for the younger candidate, and it's like pretty cool to kind of see that that shift and like how things are moving towards that. Because uh, I mean, not to be super dramatical, but like, yeah, the world is like ending practically, like as we know it. Like we've destroyed it, like it's virtually destroyed. That's it. And um, it's like a miracle would have to happen for us to be able to fix it. By all predictions, like. Humanity could disappear tomorrow. The planet's still going in to crap. Like that's how bad we effed up. Um, mm -hmm. So like, which I, I know it sounds like super dark, but I think it actually proves how driven the younger generations are. Because like we don't give a crap if there's no hope. Everybody's still moving moving towards that direction of like we can still do it. How we don't know, but like we're all going for it. I love that. Uh, uh and that's especially significant when you think about uh, the people i mean if we if we get to to live in other planet who are the ones that are going there <laughs> so, so, yeah i mean and, and first of all are you gonna be able to be there second of all are you willing to live behind all the other people so it's much. It is much easier to to fix this world instead of finding a new one and try to get there. I mean, hoping that you you will get there in one piece. <laughs> Actually, that makes me think. Like now we're just free form talking. Uh, um, it makes me think about Elon Musk. Like this whole idea of going somewhere else 
but not because he wants to abandon Earth or, or something like that. It's like this, because you know Tesla and all this electric stuff and green energy. It's like he's also trying to save Earth, and I love that. It's like this idea of kind of helping society move to the next step, uh, in which we can like be one with Earth instead of destroying it, and then be able to move past that and, and be one with our solar system. I mean, that's kind of out there, I know, but um, I like that. I like this idea of, of like going to work every day with such mission. Like you're not just working for, I don't know, it's like life really changes when you're, when you're going for something that big instead yeah. of just next paycheck or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's extremely relevant to think that you're going to spend most of your life working. You better do something that you really enjoy. You better enjoy your life. That's it. And that's a good, fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you're going to live that way, it's worth it in no way. What's you, the point of playing the game if you're not going to have fun? Exactly. It makes no sense. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's the best way to, to make this world a better world and, and to make our businesses run the right way in a way that they will uh, exist maybe forever. Yeah, that's crazy. To think like you have an opportunity to build something that would outlive you. And it yeah. will, will be better after that. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a legacy. That's, yeah. that's something. Be, be reminded for being the hero and not the villain. Yeah. That that that's also a self fulfilling prophecy, self esteem. But I think that's another topic. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the way, yeah, the way we think of ourselves and the and what we and what people think about ourselves. But I, I think that we we have no time today for that. <laughs> no. Um. Actually, I'm like looking at the clock. Like I think the time has passed. But oh no, it's actually damn. The clock is like really forward. Got 15 minutes ahead, so <laughs> that's why I'm like, what's happening. Um, but yeah, let's start saying goodbye so we don't get cut off because it just literally tells us like you got 30 seconds left. So um, okay, I'll add all the references we shared today in the description. You mentioned two articles. You have to share all. You're gonna translate them, right? I'm still gonna put them on like in Spanish for the ones who know. The, both of them are in Spanish. Uh, I already translated once. I'm up, uh, we're going to upload it on maybe Monday. And the other one is going to be uh, update, uh, uploaded on Wednesday, probably. Okay, yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, but where can people find you? It's at Julian Caro Gonzalez, and our company is called Mind. Uh, at mindheadhunter.com. And of course, follow Love Nesio and Mauricio. Thank you for this. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank uh, you. I know. See you next time. Oh, oh Cassie. Remember Cassie. Cassie. Yeah, she just joined. Say <laughs> <laughs> like, hi and bye. <laughs> and bye. Yeah. You, you, you you will watch it later, no worries. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, everyone, remember, share love and uh, keep in mind all the things you need to, to focus on. Take care, everyone, and thank you so much. Thank you, bro. It's been thank you. Yeah, it, was, it was very nice. It was very nice to do this, and I uh, hope we do it soon again. Um, Okay, next Monday, uh, there's going to be another live video with a colleague from uh, Slovakia in Europe. So please join us as well. It's going to be uh, 3 p.m. Colombia, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Europe, okay?
Do one of so those join us as well. Sorry, so I can share it. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm gonna send it, send you all the information, and everyone remember to follow us. Okay. Okay, that's it. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. The Made with Love podcast is hosted by yours truly, Mauricio Cardona, and produced by my consultancy, Love Nesio, where we co-create with our clients brands to fall in love with. All the information about today's guest is in the description of this episode. You can also find there information like references made, books mentioned, etc. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I also hope you feel inspired to make something with love. Thank you.